Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. When you follow your curiosities, your obsessions, your divine discontents, when you write towards what you're instinctively pulled towards, your story feels true for the reader. Your audience will find you. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. There is no one size fits all way to write. Still, there's no shortage of advice on how to do it. But some advice can derail you for months and maybe even years, especially when they're taken at face value. Advice about things like reaching a certain word count per day or crafting your story with an ideal reader in mind or outlining before you have felt your way into your characters. Now, ultimately, we all have to find our own process, the one that works for us. So today, I'm going to counter some of the most common pieces of advice I hear over and over, and I'm going to give you another perspective to consider. Okay, so let's get to it. Common writing advice number one, set a daily word count goal. You know, the thinking here is if you set a goal of, let's say, 500 or 1,000 words and you keep it every day, you feel as if you've accomplished something. Now, Stephen King recommends that new writers produce 1,000 words a day. And if that's too much, he recommends to try between 300 and 500 words a day. It takes about 30-minute writing sessions to write that many words, and achieving this each day will turn into several thousand words on a good week. NaNoWriMo is another word count-focused goal. Come every November, you're under a lot of pressure to meet the 50,000 word count in 30 days. That's the equivalent of 1,667 words a day. Now, that might be fine and dandy if you have all the live long day to write, but most of us juggle full-time jobs, kids, pets, dishes, laundry, and every other life commitment in between, which leaves most of us with only small, 
precious pockets of time to write. And when we're trying to write to word count standards, it's easy to feel defeated. Now, it's true that the more you write, the better you get over time. It's good to write a lot and write consistently. But measuring progress by how many words you write is the wrong metric. It could easily lead to quantity over quality, surface instead of depth. And then you're left with something you don't know quite what to do with. It stops your reader from getting fully involved in your story. And more importantly, it keeps you from getting fully involved in your story. It's far better to just get a consistent routine down. Focus on showing up consistently. Now, maybe for you, that is 30 minutes every morning, but it may not be every day for you. And it doesn't have to be. For you, it might be weekend mornings or all day on Sundays. You just want to be revisiting your material as often as you can. Even reading what you've already written with your morning coffee is keeping you in touch with your work. Even if you don't write that morning, your subconscious will still be working on that story. How many words you write means nothing if you're not increasing your skill. It's your skill that should be increasing, not your word count. That is the metric. What should be increasing is your ability to see the ways into and through your work in progress. How much you get done depends mostly on your own attitude about the work. Progress is more about mastering a wide array of narrative techniques, and rewriting is all about taking out extraneous words and information that the reader doesn't need to know or isn't even interested in. So word count really only matters once you've taken your story as far as you can. It's useful to know if you're submitting it to an editor, for example, or to a journal. But in terms of progress, it's not telling you much at all. So words on their own, are dead things. It's how you arrange them on the page. It's what you leave in and it's what you leave out. And that is always going to be changing as you rewrite. A big part of rewriting is omitting narrative clutter and all the extraneous words and details and replacing them with words that matter. It's arranging words to create an effect. Every word in your story matters so you can't use them cheaply. So the idea is to write more deeply and with more precision. So don't aim for more words, aim for getting closer to the story you see in your head. Focus on that. Focus on developing more skill. The second piece of advice that's holding you back is know your ideal reader. Now, this is borrowed from a common online marketing concept. It's called your ideal customer avatar. So knowing what your ideal customer wants, what they struggle with, what their fears are, their interests, what books they read, their age, whether they're teens or single moms, children of divorce, etc. 
So if you're creating your ideal reader profile, you might want to know, does she prefer female protagonists? How old is she? What kind of books does she like to read? What movies does she watch? And so on. Now, this comes in handy for creating certain types of content. For example, this podcast is focused on aspiring writers who are actively writing, they have a work in progress, and they want the nuts and bolts of craft, plus the inspiration and the mindset to bring the story that's in their head onto the page. But unless you're writing a business book or a self-help book or a blog or podcast, these kinds of audience metrics aren't useful. In fact, they can straightjacket you. Now, if you're writing a children's book, you should know what age you're writing for and the right language to reach them. But having an ideal reader in mind is not helpful if you're writing a novel, short stories, or a memoir. You should never write to please an audience because it can inhibit you from writing the story you're driven to write. I like what Harper Lee says. Any writer worth his salt writes to please himself. It's a self-exploratory operation that is endless, an exorcism of not necessarily his demon, but of his divine discontent. When you follow your curiosities, your obsessions, your divine discontents, when you write towards what you're instinctively pulled towards, your story feels true for the reader. Your audience will find you. When you write for a particular audience, this ideal reader, you're likely to create a story that's contrived and manufactured. That said, you do want to write with your reader in mind. I think it's far more helpful to understand the way the reader's mind works when they encounter words on the page, how to create the momentum that pulls them page to page. That's the information you want to know, not demographics or socioeconomic status or gender. Again, that's useful if you're writing a business book or a self-help book and blogs and podcasts. The only thing you need to know is how a reader responds to the written word. And the best way to do that is to pay attention to what pulls you in as a reader. What kinds of stories are you drawn to? Where do you respond emotionally? Where do you lean in? Why? You want to look for where your response to a particular scene or line is strong. Then ask, how did that writer do that? So forget about writing to please an audience or an ideal reader. Follow your own curiosities and your obsessions and discontent. Focus instead on the reader's experience. Track your own response to stories you're drawn to and study how the author does it. And the third piece of advice that's holding you back, outline before you start writing. Now, 
Many writers need to have a general outline just to start writing. Some need to plan out every scene, every detail, every plot point before they commit to putting it down on paper. Then there are writers who don't enjoy outlining at all. They feel stifled by that process. It's a buzzkill. Now, I'm not saying you never outline or that you shouldn't outline. Your story needs structure. But the reason most beginning writers give other beginning writers this advice is that if you build your main characters, break down your stories scene by scene, and have all your plot points mapped out, this will cut down on the time it takes to rewrite it. But the rewriting is where all the gold is. It's where you get to know your characters inside and out. It's where you discover what you're writing about, what's underneath the language. Now, many beginning writers will focus on getting their plot down before they intimately know who their characters are. Many writers just believe that plot is the most important requirement, which is why they want to get that mapped out first, right? But plot is intertwined with many other elements, like point of view and character desire and motivation. But whether you outline first or you fly blind, which I also don't recommend, here's a healthier way to think about plot from Richard Bausch. Plot is the trouble a character is in and what he or she does to alleviate it or escape it or otherwise deal with it. Character is who the trouble is happening to and what they do to alleviate it or escape it or otherwise deal with it. That's where the story is. Action is character as trouble is plot. And they are, as Richard Bausch says, bound together like the bricks and mortar in a wall. So character and plot are inseparable. If you do outline first, just realize that as you get to know your character through the rewriting process, allow things to shift. Get your people in trouble. Bring trouble to your characters and see how they respond. Writing should be a discovery for you so that it's a discovery for the reader. You never want the reader to think, well, I saw that coming. And remember, there are many shades to trouble. It can be as dire as injury from a car accident, and it could be as subtle as a kid who suspects his father favors his brother over him. Outlining is good. Planning your story is good. But you can be shaping your story as you go, as you rewrite as you get more and more grounded in your story. You just don't want too much planning to eclipse the natural evolution of your work. So let's recap. Number one, don't keep score on how many words you write in a day. 
Focus instead on increasing your writing skills. It's only through rewriting by doing it over and over that you build skill. That's the only measure that counts. Number two, don't write with an ideal reader or audience in mind. Instead, follow your curiosities and your obsessions. Your audience will find you. But do know what makes readers riveted to the page. Look at stories you love to read and look for what you can learn about how the author does what he or she does. And number three, rather than focus on plot as your primary requirement, think of your story more holistically. Get your characters into trouble. See how they react. Plot is trouble. What happens? Character is action. The reaction to what happens. Whatever you're writing, I want you to keep this in mind. You can't ruin it. Your story is a living, breathing thing. You can't permanently damage it or break it. It's not glass. It's not paint. It's not carved in stone. It's built out of language, which is malleable. The worst thing you can do is make mistakes, to stumble with it, to not know what you're doing until it becomes necessary for you to do it again. This is the story writing process. It's natural. It's healthy. It's part of bringing your story into being, doing it over and over again and then doing it again. You may do it over dozens of times. It's no different than rehearsing a dance move over and over until you master it. Rewriting can be the best part, the most fun, if you can remove your anxiety about it. So much of what keeps you from finishing your story is the story you tell yourself that your struggle means you don't have the talent or ability to do it. So if you find yourself doing it over and over, just know it's a good thing. You are making progress. You're bringing this story into the world a little at a time. It's happening. So be patient and perseverant. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. If this episode resonated with you, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are key to keeping Writer Unleashed on the top of the charts where other writers can find us. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. And if you want more free resources, plus writing tips, I only share an email. Sign up over at nancypinuccio.com. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.